September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaugh feels like. Well, like year and a half plus like four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday from your September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Hey guys! <laughs> What is happening? We're so excited that we're dancing because of Revolution's Chained Heat episode. And guys, we're coming back to you. Bing is for doing, and we're doing Revolution. And joining me today, next to me, the lovely Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. We are Bears crew over here. Also, Chicago crew. We're representing Revolution. And next to Kristen is Darielle Kristen. What's up, everybody? And next to Kristen, Daryl Kristen, Kristen Kristen, is the once again lovely Kristen Snyder. Hi, guys. Oh. And the Boots crew. The and Boots the crew. Boots the crew. shiny, boots important, the shiny, shiny Boots crew. What's up? I use the word lovely because, as our viewers have noted, both of our ladies are very lovely. Thank you, viewers. Oh, Claps to you guys. Really Claps nice. to you guys. That's so nice. All right, guys, I want to jump on this episode because I don't know about you guys, but I thought this episode was much better than the premiere pilot episode. And I was a little shaky during the pilot. I was like, I hope it gets better, and it did. I thought it brought it. So let's jump right in. Let's jump into the story about we've got Charlie. We've got – actually, before we do that, we get another glimpse at right after the power's gone out. I love it. As you and I, Kristen, were complaining about, (laughs) finally we have – right after the blackout, one week later – They've left the city. They need to leave the city. There's going to be a lot of walking. Charlie can't bring her ballerina shoes with her, which is, I would be pissed too. She can't be a dancer. She'll be a crossbow. Exactly. She'll be a crossbow or. They said this whole show is just a really long walk. (laughs) And we see that. There's a lot of walking. There should be a lot of tone bodies for this show. But we get the important backstory, which we had a glimpse of from the first episode, which is Charlie's mother saying, which her name is Rachel. Rachel. Rachel saying, don't let go of Danny's hand. Never. Never let go. Yes. I'll never let go. I really wish he'd taken it literally and become like a conjoined twin. (laughs) (laughs) They found the last super glue on the world. (laughs) <laughs> and just can join and their hands like together. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> but she takes it very seriously because also Danny has asthma, and in this new world, that's yeah. a huge issue, and she feels so guilty because of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And we also find out that there's fires places. P- places are just lighting on fire. Maybe it's riots. Maybe it's not. Who knows why? But there's nothing that they can do about it because there's no fire trucks. 
All the cars are stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think about this <laughs> intro scene? I really liked how it carried out and, and kind of echo- echoed throughout the episode. We got part of it here, and then later on was really when it paid off. Mm-hmm. So I liked how they did that. I hope that they don't flood us with too many flashbacks, because at first I was like, what's going on here? And then I got the payoff in the end. So I liked how each flashback, hopefully throughout the season, will reflect the episode and the situation at hand. Yeah, I like yeah. it's a good intro to it. Here's what we're going to be watching is mostly Charlie with Danny for this one, and the other one was just the the blackout in general, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think mm-hmm. was good. And we obviously saw in the premiere episode that Charlie's relationship with her brother Danny is really strong, but this sort of explained a little bit more with her mom saying, "Don't let your you know don't let your brother's hand go. Always look out for your brother." So it kind of explains and sets the tone for the story of why she feels that she needs to really follow find him outside of it being her brother. But it really details a little bit more that it showed in this episode. So yeah. I felt like a lot more character breakout was for in this episode. And yes. I feel like when we get those flashbacks, it makes us care more about the characters. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I agree. And I think something else important that we saw is we are finally getting to see a little bit more of the fallout and just more things that they can't use and how they're trying to deal with it. And we are getting little glimpses of that. And we get some more in the future of the episode, too, which we'll get to when we get there. But we, we are going to be finding out more about exactly what they're dealing with because of the loss of electricity, which I'm going to be excited to see all of what they end up showing throughout the season. But right after this, it comes to 15 years later, Charlie thinking on this, and Miles is already off doing his thing, swashbuckling with a bounty hunter, (laughs) which is pretty awesome. Chuckles. Chuckles. (laughs) A.K.A. C. Thomas Howe, for those who know all the 80s movies. C. Thomas Howe. What so, did you say, Goonies? Goonies. He was in Goonies <laughs> and Red Dawn. That was you know, just on. The saddest thing about me is I still haven't seen Goonies. Oh, Yikes. man. I don't know what's wrong That's with me. That's a tragedy. I did not have a good childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Face it. But th- I want to point out something about the shots here. And in, in that action sequence, there are a lot of quick cuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's typical of action sequences. You usually use it when people can't, don't have the choreography down too well because it's a way to make it look like the action is really intense mm-hmm. without it needing to be the best choreographed action so I was kind of noting that like okay this is a lot of quick cuts because you can't tell exactly what's going on and if you watch like big martial arts flicks what they try to do is have one shot but you have to do it here but later on you get not quite as many quick shots but this one was a lot of quick cuts it was a lot well, of quick and cuts. I also still wonder too I mean you're on NBC it's how much are they going to show that's really intense that way? Like, Well, this wasn't like any blood. This was just them like hitting swords. Yeah. So they, they actually, were crossing swords there. They actually had Jeff Wolf, who did the uh, the sword fighting, choreographed that for Pirates of the Caribbean. They actually have him as the choreographer. And they had him actually create his own style for this show. So, really? Yeah, they have their own style of... Uh, swords and fighting f- created for this show and Billy Burke they actually sent him to like a sword school with yeah. Jeff mm. to awesome. actually learn it. I feel but like throughout the um, season they'll probably also get better too as they go right. and I'm going to look forward to it because I, I didn't know that and Pirates of the Caribbean had awesome swashbuckling action. Yeah. That was one of the best coolest really parts good. of the movie. Yeah, I just like that they have established their own style for this show. It reminds me of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very reminiscent in the that only, sense. The only thing, though, and we were talking about this earlier, is that I still want to see a little bit of blood on the swords when they're fighting. <laughs> I mean, I know it's NBC, and we love NBC, but, you know, there's the, there's the chest are being cut, the stomach's being cut. We see a little thrashing here and there with the swords, but there's no blood once you get hit. 
I guess sword. between the deaths, the blood, and the bitches being thrown out. <laughs> right, right. And an asshole, an Charlie. Asshole. <laughs> yeah, you got to bleep out the hole. You got to bleep out, right. Um, I, I guess that's why they can't put blood on the swords. Right. Plus, their their uh, clothes are staying totally chic Yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Except for Danny's hair. Yeah. yeah we you want to talk that. about that for a bit? It was, okay, I really think that they dyed Danny's hair and perhaps gave him extensions. It was, like, long and unruly yeah. this time around, and the color was clearly different, and so was the length. And we're only one episode past last week where and it was kind of short and very, like, model-esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they got the memo that uh, the characters were not dirty enough that yeah. we sent them. Hey, we <laughs> said that in the preview <laughs> yeah. episode. That's what we wanted. Or so I maybe guess they finally thought, granted. like, well, he's a prisoner, so he has to be kind of uncapped if he's right. a prisoner. But, man, yeah. his hair grows. Although uh, Nora yeah. looked pretty good for a prisoner, so she Nora did. Looked yeah, really Laura's yeah. makeup was, she was a flawless. Or that's just her natural. I, look. I really like yeah. that Charlie has zero makeup on. Charlie is a very beautiful girl, and it really doesn't look like she has I any makeup. I think she makeup does. On. It looks she like has she has a lot of blush, and yeah, I, I noticed this. But she has no eye makeup, or what so maybe she has it. is very little for the camera because then it looks that way. But she definitely yeah, I definitely noticed it. Skin makeup, but not yeah. eye makeup. She has a lot of blush on. You can tell. I like I that. Tell. I like that blush. she that they actually have a little girl that really does look like it could be her as an adult. Right. Yeah. A lot of times you don't get that. So I, I enjoyed that Same part. With Danny looked so Danny, too. That's true. Yeah. 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 They did well with the casting for that. Mm-hmm. So jumping back though, um, on the bounty hunter, I thought it was awesome because I was kinda thinking like this kind of feels like the Wild Wild West. <laughs> and one of some of my favorite movies of all time are the Clint Eastwood movies where he's oh, yeah. sort of a bounty hunter and I'm just like, Yes. <laughs> yes. Or did you mean the like Will Smith Wild Wild West? Wild Wild West. And they're gonna pull the theme song too, it's gonna be great. And there's gonna be giant robot spiders. So they are going to Pontiac, Illinois, and I don't really know Kristen. Yeah, we're Where is that? This is a day walk, but apparently everything in this world is a day walk except for Lowell, Indiana, which is a two-week walk, maybe. Or maybe they're just supposed to wait there, and it is a day walk. These guys claim to be Chicago yeah, natives. Yeah, what's up with that? You don't know where Pontiac, don't Illinois know is? Where Pontiac <laughs> we're Chicago natives, not Illinois natives. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a whole different uh, It's a big state. Don't go past Chicago. Well, know your state. We're, okay, we're in Illinois. <laughs> we are in L.A. right now. Please tell me. Like all the suburbs of San Francisco. So we're not from LA. Yeah. Get there. I can tell you Pennsylvania knowledge. <laughs> I can tell you what's up with Ohio, yeah, Columbus, baby. Please drop on me every suburb <laughs> in Pennsylvania. I'll be Amish impressed. paradise, yo. What's up? <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, so we find out. So we got that. They they make it to Pontiac, Illinois, and Nate's just kind of following along in secret. And there's a sale on heroin going on. And the militia is just beating up random peeps. That's what they do, apparently. Mm-hmm. And in the scene with the bounty hunter, prior to that, Charlie had begged Miles not to kill the bounty hunter, and it comes back to bite them in the ass. Because he doesn't care that they spared his life. He goes right back over to try and catch Miles again while they're looking for Nora. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you think Charlie was being too soft there? Or do you think... It's just, I mean, she's got a good heart, and she's... She was being like her dad. Yeah. <laughs> Half measures. Yeah. yeah. I, Charlie, it's it's funny because I, I agree with most of what she says. On the other hand, she's in a different world, yeah. too. And especially if Miles knows that this guy is, is going to turn him in, I don't know. Maybe you close your eyes and... Yeah. <laughs> 
turn the other way. Turn the other way. It didn't happen. I didn't see it. <laughs> I mean, even Miles says to Charlie, though, like, you're unusual and it's not a bad thing. So clearly she's got, like, this human understanding for life that she mm-hmm. was concerned about the people mm-hmm. and not everything else. But at the same time, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, the numbers outweigh the two guys. So I think that's yeah. what she's going to, as we see throughout the episode, just slowly find out that this is how the world is now. Mm-hmm. Because right. she still is this at the beginning of this episode, this very innocent girl who doesn't really realize that if you don't do it, there's going to be major consequences. This is what happens when you leave home, people. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Stay at home. <laughs> you stay, stay, at in, home. You're stay in your home, hometown. Listen to all of us who moved away from <laughs> exactly. home. No, but, stay home. <laughs> but really, like you stay in your hometown and you're all like sweet and you think that the world is just in your circumference yeah. and then you leave home and you come across all these people who you trust but they really mean you harm and you have to learn the hard way and then you become, you know, a, you a quite different skin. person. Yeah. You get thick skin. Even her, though, she tried to stay home and they found her. Right. You know. She wanted to leave, though. This was she like did. the epic journey yeah. she always wanted. Yeah. Wrong reason, but right. yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Um, afterwards, they get into a giant fight, and we find out still Miles is just good at killing people. That's just his one good trait. Well, he's a lot of awesome traits, but that's one of his more awesome traits. He's so badass. And he kill he, people with handcuffs. Str- <laughs> so he finds out where Nora is, and after finding out, it's just like, I don't care that you gave me info, snaps the dude's neck. Yeah. And Charlie just looks at him, not happy <laughs> that he made that decision. But I mean, after, what, what is she thinking? I mean, clearly he let her, the, the bounty hunter, go once. Right. Chuck. And Chuck just came back. So if he lets Chuck go again, he'd probably just come back again. So Chuck he had to kill Chuck. Coming back. He had to. He had to go. But after Charlie Chuck. doesn't think so. He had a chance to <laughs> to do it right. He didn't. It's a great face there, Dave. <laughs> she just liked him because they shared the That's same name. <laughs> Chuckles and I Charlie. Why, seriously, why did they do that? Chuckles and Charlie. Yeah, it's like a tongue twister. That's exactly why. So yeah. yet uh, us hosts, so we get good at talking. I just said that really weird, though. Yeah, good That's job. Bad. No, but <laughs> so let's move on then. So um, they then move past, and they are now trying to find Nora. So it's the hunt for Nora, and they make it to a camp where Aaron notices that Maggie at this camp has an iPhone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. he asks her why, and she's not at all telling him. And something I noticed with Aaron is he's not cracking as many jokes in this episode, mm-hmm. which. I kind of actually liked. It's not that yeah, I, I like. Yeah, he's not funny. Yeah, he just wasn't very funny <laughs> in the first episode, except for for giving us um, some commercials there, which he did, he did. here again with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. He did. But and I think he said cocaine was on sale or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was, was his heroin. 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 heroin sale. It was heroin. Yes. But um, so he, they find out that Maggie has an iPhone, and we later go on to discover that. In this world, and I know, we, I think we touched on this before during the preview episode. All of our photos are now digital. That is where right. all of our photos were. If I were to lose Facebook, just Facebook alone. <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, no I would have no pictures. Yeah, it's just like that is where all my photos are, like college and on. Yeah. I don't have any physical photos except for, like, save a few select ones that are like a little more special but that's it yeah Mm -hmm. so i don't have like anything i would lose all of my friends photos everything yeah i think i know that you can um there's like a program on the computer that you can look up where it'll like print all your facebook photos for you in albums and i really think that someone should capitalize on that come this christmas (laughs) scare tactic Kristen is an entrepreneur (laughs) you should do that that's a that's a good idea and i 
maybe that's the real cautionary tale that Revolution is telling me. Because I think more than anything, that really touched me and scared, kind of frightened me more than a lot of the other things. Because my photos, especially on Facebook, mean a lot to me. And I'm yeah. just like, I, I, that would suck. And especially in this situation where all of her photos of her kids, yeah. she lost all that. So that's a big deal. So she's holding on to her iPhone because it's mm-hmm. her only memento that she has of her children. That was really heartbreaking that she just stares at it so she can try to remember their faces, how it looks on the screen there, rather than seeing them in person and her memories and all of that. Right. Talking about that kind of speaks to my science slash safety. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice. Science, nice, nice catch. Okay, so instead of science, safety. we're going to do safety. <laughs> yeah. Safety. Okay, so last week after my our show, uh, my mother had, had called me the next day and asked me, you know, how did it go and everything. And I was like, great, but we have a problem. Like, we need to establish a plan. Like, what if this happens? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, what if this happens tomorrow? I don't have a way to communicate to you. So what we did on the phone is we kind of planned our escape route. Yeah. We figured out that she's in Pennsylvania, I'm in California. So in the middle for us would be Oklahoma. And so we would plan that if everything goes out, she told all of my <laughs> family as well, we plan to meet in Oklahoma. I'm not going to tell you guys the town because I don't want my enemies to be there when I get there. <laughs> but um, we picked a town that made sense for all of us. And and um, we also established a place on Main Street in that town. Yeah. Oh, nice. And we also said that once we got to that town in Oklahoma on Main Street at the place where we established, it's a museum, I'll tell you that much. Um, we also said that what we would do once we were there to let the other family members know that we had been there. So, okay. uh, one one flaw, maybe. Mm-hmm. What about the Arizona desert? That might be it? tricky to get through. <laughs> <laughs> there are other routes, yeah. northern and southern. It's still a desert that you're going to have to go through. Right, I mean, Either if you way. got it, you got it. What she told me, what, what are you going to do, walk? And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have to get bikes, mm-hmm. so get a bike. And also, we need maps, paper maps. Like, who has paper maps these days? I do not. They're I not don't. I have some in my car, actually. When I, I drove out to L.A., everything's on my I got phone. tons of them. Everything's on my phone now. Yeah. So Every I'm, single state on the way to L.A. Right. It's okay if you're in Revolution. It only takes a day to walk through a state. Yeah, that is true. So <laughs> no, that's true. you pick a day when it's colder and just go for right. it. So or you get a horse. Right. Yeah, so grab a horse. You grab a exactly. Horse. I like that. There's plenty here. So speaking more on safety, another thing that you're supposed to do. And this is actually something the government has tried to warn people, like just in case of any major problem, in case of a tornado, in case mm-hmm. of a natural or major disaster, you're supposed to keep two weeks full of food supplies in your house at all times. Two weeks worth of water, two weeks of canned goods, and things like cereal that would last at all times. I have an empty refrigerator. Yeah, I was going to say that's a big challenge yeah, for me. I, I, I don't have, have enough food ketchup. for today, so that's <laughs> have, a challenge yeah, for me. Yeah, some sugar-free my, ketchup. My parents actually do that, so I'd have to make it to my parents' house for that plan, but it would take two weeks to get there. So, Yeah, so guys, I guess, I guess take this as a precautionary tale. Like, maybe have a bike in the garage. Maybe have those paper maps. Maybe print your Facebook photos. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and establish that fire plan with your family, especially if you don't live in a state nearby. Like, where are you going to meet? What's the town? What's the place? Just in case. Because, yeah. you know what? It could go out tomorrow. And it takes two seconds to establish that plan with your family. That's true. Mm-hmm. That was really quick. That was a quick establishment. That was, that was a good PSA. That was. Um, You're welcome. 
<laughs> and so, you know, speaking of the food, though, I do appreciate that they do show the the dead deers and, and yeah, those pieces right. of food that are like hanging out, hanging from the air that they've killed. I, I like that because it makes it seem very real. You know, they didn't forget to to throw that component in to because I, I haven't seen them really eat yeah. per se, but they definitely keep the dead animals around to make sure that we know that they are still hunting. Yeah, every day. Hopefully, that, no horses that, die. That scene Please definitely no made me feel very Robin Hood esque in yeah, a way. Very but Hood. I, I will touch on. I want to touch on that when we talk Dave, about that story. Hopefully, they don't kill off any horses by accident. That would. He just. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris and I did luck together and. Just watch our after show. You'll totally get it. Yep. You'll find <laughs> That's out. That's how I'll leave it happened. there. Watch our after show. It was the best. There'll only be so, one after show for that. It was the best after <laughs> Which show. Which could be because of the horses. Check yeah, it out. It and you'll find out what happened to Luck. So that was Safety Science. And <laughs> safety. Science. After Buzz TV. Science so, and Safety. Exclusive. So going forward with the scene. Um, after right after this, Miles is pissed at Charlie. He's like, "I'm gonna go on my own because you just screw everything up with Chuck," and he just wants to be by himself. But Aaron and Maggie wake up. Charlie is gone, and Charlie has just left to go chase after Miles with Nate chasing Charlie. So it's a chase <laughs> of a chase, and we find out that Charlie's pretty crafty. She's wow, got some she's moves. badass. She yeah, bad. that was good. Well, this this entire episode kind of revealed the badass chicks. I say yes, you know, yes. between the Nora and Charlie, chick the badass well, chicks. I don't know about you guys, but when she first fell and he came again to save her, I was kind of peeled. I was like, is she really going to have to be saved by Nate again? And then when she handcuffed him, I was very excited that they they brought her yeah. back around. I again. fell for she it. Took, I, did I did too. I, did too. Yeah. I totally fell for it. I think actually I looked down and when I looked up again because I was writing a note. He was already handcuffed. I was like, wait, what? What, what just happened? I totally missed that. You better be careful. But Some girls are going to be handcuffing you, Dave. Oh, that already happens every oh. week. Oh, Dave. Um, Don't look down, Dave. I'm looking down. I'm staying out of that one. Okay, so. Oh. <laughs> nice, Amir. That's a good one. So, Charlie then asked the quote from the preview, is your name even Nate? And he responds, no. It's Nathaniel. <laughs> no, he, he didn't say that. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember that but, part. But that would have been that would have been awesome. Come yeah, on, if he said that. Awesome. But he says no, and he doesn't reveal his name. He just no, I've got orders, and it's Nathaniel. Come on, I, I, that would make me so happy if next week it turns out his name is Nathaniel, <laughs> Nathaniel, and that's what right. it was. Or his name no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, it's no. It was no. no. <laughs> but he's clearly Captain Obvious to Charlie because she's very aware of where he is at all times. You, I mean, I almost forgot about the guy at the beginning right. of the episode, and all of a sudden he just pops up out of nowhere. She's yeah. a hunter. She can. She has she knows the sense. She's, she's got, got spidey senses or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, as far as Nate goes, I mean, meeting—if that's his real name—meeting uh, a beautiful girl that has thrown a wrench in his plan. So, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think he'll continue to honor his deal with the militia, or do you think he'll eventually go to her side? No, because no. she's probably the only girl that he's encountered, and he's really happy. <laughs> that throws yeah. a wrench excited. in every guy's plan. It always oh. does. It always does. It always does. And they always choose the girl. And they always, always choose the girl. So, my, or Charlie ends up finally meeting Miles, but this time Miles has tracked Charlie, so he retracked the tracker who is being tracked. I just wanted to do that because <laughs> that was fun. So, they have stumbled upon some prisoners pulling a helicopter, and um, there's a sniper rifle there, and there's 
I, I just want to point out that apparently one thing has not changed. Every single cop still has aviators. Yes. That has not changed. <laughs> no matter what, cops will have aviators. Yes. So at least some things stay the cha- same. But this is where Nora is. She is one of the people pulling the helicopter, and she's looking pretty good there, despite every funny. other prisoner looking yeah. raggedy as hell. Yeah. Well, we find out that she kind of planned herself there. That was not part of it. Um, she was kind of tr- trying to be arrested. I guess everybody else on that chain gang had kind of not paid their taxes, paid their taxes to their right. militia. Yeah. But she purposefully was on that chain of prisoners mm-hmm. because she wanted the rifle. Yeah, and I love the fact that she had already um, gotten herself out of the chain on her <laughs> ankle. Yeah. When Miles went to save her, she's like, no, don't worry about this. I got this. It's, all, it's not even locked. I got this already. So that was, I was like, man, she's, she's like a crafty lady. So she was just going to sell the rifle on the black market. So yeah. as we find out, girls are just good with handcuffs. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. I think where are they getting this practice? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Let's see. Hmm. We're all cops. Undercover. Oh, snap. Perfect. Oh, Amir. Amir is on in the booth today, and he is killing it. Yeah, yeah, Amir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amir. Give it up for Amir. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Badass Girl Week, as Mm -hmm. you said, Daryl. Badass Girl Week. They're kicking ass and taking names. And... Char- or, um, Nora wants to get a sniper rifle, and she tells Miles that she needs the sniper rifle so she can sell on the black market, which he's totally cool with. He's like, black market, cool stuff, I'm on board. And Charlie wants to help, and she points out, hey, you guys didn't even mention, there are 30 innocent people pulling this cart, and all you care about is a sniper rifle and selling it? So, that was a good point. Which right is now. a good point. And all I was thinking about was a sniper rifle, too, because <laughs> none of them look clean and kept up, except for Nora. And she was already free, so I didn't care about those dirty people who were pulling the helicopter. Oh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, heartless they, Dave. Uh, very heartless. <laughs> That'll be my new nickname. Good thing there's women there. Right. <laughs> Charlie. Big Charlie. But they make what I think is probably the coolest concoction ever. And Kristen, you deserve some credit for your science mm-hmm. of last week about how they used to make guns because they kind of pull that off there except with a lead right. pipe instead of bamboo in right. a way and make a wristband gun. I want one. I want well, one I'm going to make one. I was really hoping that they would do that. That's why I talked about it last week about how no one can have the guns or whatever and they're hard to find. Well, here Nora just decides to make her own and we find out that's really why Miles is tracking her down because she can blow stuff up. Yes. People just joining us jumped to about minute 50 in last week's recap and listened to Kristen's explanation because she was dead on. I think that deserves some applause. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> dead on. So... And it's awesome because I just want one. So yeah, that too. Charlie proves um, that she's a badass once again. Mm-hmm. And before we get to that moment, I do have to mention, guys, that we would, do, would appreciate your support in any way possible. We love doing this show and we love providing it for you. So if you could go onto iTunes, go onto YouTube, rate us, comment us, whatever. We don't care. We just love seeing it. We love the feedback and we will definitely respond because we love seeing what you guys have to say. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the flashback now that Charlie had because this was a pretty important flashback. And they kind of did a little twist here where you get the first part of the flashback and the second part. But there's a dude who sees (laughs) Charlie, sees Charlie and Rachel, and Rachel being the mother for those who Mm -hmm. need to know those names. But 
Charlie is just kind of on the side while they're waiting for their parents. I believe, Kristen, you said University of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. There was a sign right outside, and she's like, Daddy has to go in and to work for a minute. But if you saw really briefly, it did say University of Chicago. Shout out to Brian Klein, my older brother, who went there. (laughs) But I hope you recognize that. Um, So, I mean, I've only been there a couple times, so I didn't catch it right away. But this dude who pulls her aside just wants some food. He's... Trying to basically threaten Rachel, like, I will kill your daughter if you don't mm. give me food. Like, your daughter has such a pretty face, I wouldn't want to. But you know what? I think it. he's misunderstood because he's a Bulls fan, and <laughs> Bulls fans are all good oh, people. No. He's just misunderstood, and I bet Rachel did something horrible to him that we didn't see. Right. Or he's, he's not really yeah. a Bulls fan, and he's trying to yeah, gain. Exactly. Oh, their trust. good point. They're That's in Chicago, so he's like, I'm a Bulls fan, so I'm a good guy. He must be a White Sox fan. No, no. <laughs> White Sox fans are the best. <laughs> so, yeah, what are you, what are you was, pulling? Like, I was going oh, like, to say, are you pulling out a White Sox hat out of your Why bag do you right just now? Have that right what now? is going on in here? Why would I not just have that right now? Because I always have it with me. I need to switch seats. <laughs> well, it's a Cubs fan. Okay. No, but that guy was really creepy. At first, I wasn't was. sure what he was after, yeah. or if he was just. I, I'm glad it didn't go a certain route that it could have. And that it was just after the food in Yeah, I was kind of wondering that too at first. I was like, where are they taking this? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I'm comfortable with this. Yeah. Exactly. Very like zombie-esque. He like was. his face was all white and bloodshot eyes. Yeah, he was going to ask for lotion in a basket at any time. That's what yeah. I was expecting. That's what I was worried about too. I was even thinking pedophile, sort yeah. of like that kind of. Yeah, area. I was just like, oh no, please no. So he just wants some food. He's just trying to survive the better way. And... Mm-hmm. Charlie's dad comes out and he has a gun and he's just like don't do it I will shoot you yeah and the guy calls his bluff and just this takes ain't the no food poker game and walks yeah. away so <laughs> I gotta take my chance I, I was I was talking about with you with you guys about this right when it happened why couldn't he just shoot him in the leg or the shoulder is it really like I, I get not wanting to kill the guy but shoot the guy in the shoulder or something well, yeah, wound him and take the food and run. I think that they were—they actually were setting up that scene to show Charlie's inner struggle because mm-hmm. she kind of had a, a combination of both of her parents. She has a portion of her dad that's like tough, but but still very endearing and zombie. The zombie guy, zombie. tough and very endearing. Yes. But then she has her mom, which we later see actually shoots the guy as he's walking away with the food. Mm-hmm. So she's—I think they had to show that to set up. Her her inner struggle of who she later becomes, which yeah. we see that she's this compassionate, caring person, but she turns into the badass chick that that's revealed later. You know what? She's a survivor. She's a yeah. survivor, and yeah. clearly her father wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh snap! Oh <laughs> yeah, touche. I want that oh snap sound effect. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we find out though that Rachel then shoots the guy. Yeah. She mm-hmm. does what needs to be done because this is her daughter at stake. And no matter what you think and believe in, the food really, I'm sure, in her mind is for her daughter. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. So yeah. uh-huh. she does what needs to be done. and A mother she- never makes half measures. Yeah. Mm-mm. Don't so, mess with them. So Charlie walks up to Aviator Cop, who clearly has some intentions <laughs> in mind, as Aviator Cops oh. always do. And... <laughs> She shoots him right in the chest with the wristband yeah. gun. So fast and awesome, and I'm going to do that. Yes. Very quick. Boom. Now, now, I did have one little thing that oh, I thought was a flaw. Because, okay, when she was walking <laughs> up, right, she has the jacket on, but you could see a little piece of the gun. So if these Only guys are supposed to. That was for the viewer. 
Okay. I wouldn't have known okay. otherwise. Okay, Daryl. Okay. I wouldn't All right. have known. I'll let, it, I'll let it go. But I I'm thought just it saying, fell off. If these guys are supposed <laughs> to be part of the militia and and very trained, right. you would think that they would at least be a little check bit aware or check yeah. her and just not let her walk up to the pat down. Yeah, you Especially would. if she's got a jacket yeah. on. Pat she's that got, down. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, she she just kind of rolled up and they just were like, oh, okay, yeah, she's she's just here. You oh, know? A little lost girl in the woods with a crossbow? Yeah. yeah. With a crossbow? Uh, yeah. She was she's very innocent with that crossbow. She was hunting. Well, I also feel like every time we see the militia, besides the main guys, none of them, they all seem very frightened and very inexperienced. I bet it was just something like join the militia or you die, and so does your True. family. You yeah. have so you have a lot of people that... Or you that, get more food, something yeah, like that. Somebody was probably just, you know, Joe Blow the... You know, Joe Blow? Well, I just, you know, <laughs> I just <laughs> like Joe Smith. I'm just trying to think of, like, John Doe, like a common name. So, There's a theme you know for tonight's show. <laughs> I think, well, clearly Joe Blow was the aviator cop. Joe Blow was the aviator cop who wanted Charlie. So I, I think he probably saw it was an advertisement, join the militia, and you'll get free aviator shades. So yeah. he did. That was what happened. But something I want to point out, too, that I noticed during what, with your critique, Daryl, is that when the cop did grab her, the militia guy, he grabbed her wrist, but mm-hmm. he grabbed the opposite wrist. Right. And I was just thinking, like, man, if he grabbed the other wrist, too bad, exactly. it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lucky her on that. But she did pull through, punch shoot the guy punch shoot the guy punch yeah shoot punch the guy. shoot and then miles comes out and nora comes out and nora's not quite as good with blaze as <laughs> miles but whatever that's cool because miles does back spin stabs all yeah. the time yeah mm-hmm. that's his signature move i think back spin stabs and it reminds me of zoro we yes. find and then you just put a big m on people yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. and charlie ends up getting the sniper rifle and shooting with the sniper rifle as well so it goes to some good use yeah. there and we find out that Nora is has a tat of the American flag, which is means that they she is a rebel. Yeah. Star Wars reference. Yeah. There she were a, a lot rebel. of that yeah. today. Right. Bounty hunter, Boba Fett. Come on. Yeah, but it's like, too easy. I like that also that it means that you know she's a patriot and they're trying to bring back the United States. Yeah. So they're yeah. fighting for what once was. So yeah. there's a resistance called the rebels. It is funny mm-hmm. to me that for some reason the militia would choose to say down with the American flag of all things, no matter what, you'd think like, that's probably a bad idea. People aren't going to like that idea no. of saying down with the American flag. Right, I agree with that. I don't know what they're trying to pull there. I mean, at this point I'm on the side of the resistance, clearly. But mm-hmm. there's a twist at the end of this episode yes. that makes me question what their initial plan was when they started that. So, yeah. Miles isn't happy that Nora has the tattoo because of that means that she's a rebel and it came off to me more that he wasn't happy because it means she could get killed now mm-hmm. right more so than not being for the rebellion even though that's what Nora interpreted it as right. I think it was more like he just really likes her and doesn't want her to get killed yeah there's some love going on there some love lust yes there's mm-hmm. something that she owes him for oh yeah, maybe he was being that. a little and Joe she Blow knows. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what he means she knows wink wink I'm <laughs> His name used to be Joe Blow. That's what it is. <laughs> so, guys, I'm talking all this stuff because I love a good comedy. And <laughs> you know what? It's human nature, for God's sake. So, Fox is premiering tomorrow, or today for a lot of you guys probably listening. So, Tuesday, tomorrow, today, depending on when you listen. It's just stacked with them. First, you've got Zoe Deschanel. She's back. Or Deschanel. Sorry, Zoe. She's back for the season premiere of New Girl. And just like that, 
in the beginning of the season, she's laid off from her job. She's looking for work. And, you know, right after that, from the producers of New Girl, there's another series coming out. Critics are saying it's one of the year's best new comedies, Ben and Kate. And I don't know if you guys got a chance to check it out. It's pretty funny. There's some good one-liners in there, just like I'm pulling all night. (laughs) (laughs) Then right after that is another episode of New Girl, and it's just pretty awesome because New Girl, good stuff. And season two... Emmy-nominated New Girl. Emmy, Add that. Thank you. Sunday. Emmy-nominated. And... Uh, I think season two, from when I saw, I actually liked it more than season one. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And right after that, the Mindy Kaling, she's got a new office. It's the series premiere of her new show, The Mindy Project. And guys, if you're looking for a night of laughs, Fox premiere Tuesdays, it's got you covered. Beginning September 25th, 8 tomorrow. p.m. Tomorrow, I love Mindy Kaling. Slash today, slash yesterday, depending on when you're listening. That was such yeah. a cute show. She's just she's fun to watch. She's fun. I like her. I do too. So one-liners and comedy. Aaron's not not Aaron's forte. So no. no. They end up going off on their own now, Aaron and Maggie, after right. Maggie delivers to Aaron this heartfelt reason why she still has the iPhone. And Aaron, not so heartfeltly, reveals to her that he has a secret too. <laughs> and it is that he his has real name is Joe Blow. <laughs> his real name is Joe Blow. <laughs> And he's part of the militia, but he has a rebel tattoo. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of twists. And he has a different color ACD <laughs> right. t-shirt. You need to go back and we'll rewatch that can episode we- if you missed all of that. I cannot wait to find a character who we're going to get introduced with who has the militia on his wrist, but the rebel tattoo on his back. On the back, yeah. That's probably going to happen. Yeah. But he reveals to us that, or reveals to Maggie, we, we already knew, but he reveals to Maggie that he has that electric stone. And he doesn't really know what yeah. he does, but he surmises that it has something to do with the power coming back. And he's telling Maggie that, look, we've got to go do this and do what Nate told me and get this power back on because this could be it. You could look at your kids again. And that's his big driving point is you could look at your kids again. Yeah. What I liked is he kind of uh, hinted at the part where he thinks it was man who turned off the power. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which after 15 years does kind of make sense because why is it like – in EMP, yeah, our, all your power get destroyed, but eventually you could recreate electricity with new products, but mm-hmm. everything's out. So he surmises, because he worked for Google, not Bing, and he'd be way smarter if he worked for Bing, but he yeah. surmises that it's got to be man-made, as you guys mm-hmm. said. And then he said also that didn't Ben ask him to take it to Grace, take the, right. the necklace yeah, to Yeah, so he, he knows about Grace, mm-hmm. and she is apparently in Grant Park, Illinois, which is also a day's walk away. Yeah. Fortunately. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. So they decide that they've got to go ahead to find Grant Park and find Grace. Um, and then we get to see a little bit of Grace and what's going on with Grace, which is pretty interesting there. Grace is yeah. on her computer because she is a nerd and <laughs> World of Warcraft she's just hanging she's out she's playing World of Warcraft <laughs> and she I love computers guys I'm not trying to rag on anybody but she gets a knock on the door right it's a random knock and at first what you're kind of led to believe is it could be Maggie Joe it Blow. could be Aaron but it's Joe Blow <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but it is Randall. Randall. <laughs> Randall. And the mystery, mystery but man. But you don't see yeah. who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And Inspector Gadget. What was his name? Mr. Claw or whatever with the yeah, cat? Yeah, Dr. Claw. I mean, that's who I think it is because we're not seeing faces. We yeah, did just true. see the hand. Yeah, and the trench coat. And we see the door banging and being crushed. Mm-hmm. And her running up, locking the door, trying to make sure everything is, is closed up before he gets up there. But this goes back to the, one of the points I made last week that when um, Neville came to her door and she was hiding Danny inside of the place, no one's ever checked Grace's right. farm yeah. to find out you know, what else is in, in her place, like what mm-hmm. she has stored and undercovered. So tonight was kind of nice. I was like, well, there must, they must know more about her farm than what yeah. she revealed. So this guy clearly knows. And I want to point out something awesome. He has, like, an electricity amulet mm-hmm. necklace. Yeah. yeah, he's got that same yeah. pendant as they all have. But it's just, like, a necklace he wears around. Right, but Can it's, I the get s- one? it's the same that Aaron has. Absolutely. It's the same one that Grace mm-hmm. has, and it's the same one that Aaron has. So yeah. I don't think he's part of the militia. No, I think he's all. probably part of the group that turned off the power. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I think just like the Monroe militia kind of went off track, I think probably the group that turned off the power kind of went off track from what they That's originally planned. And I think he's probably on the bad side that mm-hmm. wants to make sure it stays off. And I think Grace is on the good side that wants to make sure it comes yeah. back on. That's uh, th- a good point. Definitely, like, c- conflicting objectives here. And I think the militia aren't, as we discover, quite as bad as you think you are, they are. I mean, you get the moments where they're a monarchy, but I think mm-hmm. what we see with Co- uh, Captain Tom Neville's character is he's really not that bad of a guy. Yeah, it's not. Except for um, Danny calls him a psychopath, but and a murderer I, and a murderer. But yeah. let's let's jump <laughs> on excuse um, ne- Neville and their path and Danny and they come across someone who is cooking Robin Hood style some venison. I almost said venison. Some venison. And they know about it because they hear the shot from the shotgun, and they come across this guy who has illegally used a gun. And apparently we find that it's not only illegal to have a gun, it's the death penalty to have and a gun. And it's a law, the Baltimore the Act. The Baltimore Act. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't transport firearms from citizen. Uh, citizens can't transport firearms except for the militia. That's what it is. The so, Act is. was that technically transporting though? If he just like had it on his property, I and think using it well, at it's all unlawful to buy, own any firearm. Right? As well. Yeah, <laughs> I, it felt Robin Hood asking to me because I thought he was going to say, "You cannot shoot deer in the in the malicious forest." <laughs> just like Robin Hood, where you can't eat venison or venison and deer. But it, it turns out it's just the gun thing, and he ends up. The guy tries to fight back because he's being pretty threatening there, and he. Instead of just saying, like, you're under arrest, he's like, you do know that the penalty, the penalty is the death penalty. Is death. And what are you gonna? And he's just basically like, what are you going to do now? So he pretty much threatens the guy, but instead of just killing him, it's kind of, I thought it was sort of a weird exchange. Yeah, it was. He definitely wanted a little fight back, or he wanted to see what the guy was going to do, because he didn't handle that situation well. Yeah. I feel like Neville wasn't actually going to kill him if he didn't have to. I think... That's kind of what I'm seeing in his character is he doesn't really want to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he said you do know that it's the death penalty. And even though he said it in a menacing way, I think he was just trying to make the guy put it down, say, okay, I give. And then just like give him sort of a slap on the wrist type of thing, but not actually kill him. And that, that's kind of what I'm seeing in his character. Yeah, I feel like, you know, he went from paper pusher to now this captain who uses his skills of understanding people as, you know, the captain of the militia. But I don't think that, you know, I think 
like everybody else in the story, who knows where his reliance really lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that for some reason he wants to uphold what's left of the police mm-hmm. in the yeah. world. I think that's more so what he's doing because he kind of turns to Danny and, and looks to him for yeah. like approval. Yeah, he yeah. does. He's definitely and judging himself with he what is. he's doing. I actually have a prediction about Neville, but I'm going to wait until okay. we do it later. Okay. Okay. So, I think... I mean, he ends up burning the American flag in that scene, and he has this whole quote, and like you said, he has the quote about how without us, there would be anarchy, mm-hmm. and he fully believes, or does he believe in what he's doing, but I, I agree with what you were saying, that I think he just believes in the police force, and there needs to be something, and he's just trying to uphold some sort of order, and maybe to an extent, he does think that there could be a better way, but he just fully believes there needs to be a police force, otherwise there would be chaos. So right. I, I'm wondering if he finds an alternative that works, he would jump on it. But I, I, I'm seeing a lot of conflicting I see, emotions yeah. with this character. I think that if there was an alternate force, that he possibly would do something well, different. And he mentioned in the first episode, too, that he, he's gone from his wife and children. So who yeah. knows if he got pushed into that based on the militia saying, hey, we're going to kill your wife yeah, and so your so kids yeah. if you don't go with us. Be and maybe it's made him just had exactly. a giant grudge and now he's... Exactly. He's just a changed man. He's just trying to get home. I'm a changed yeah. man. Look at the reins. Man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did want to say, what did you guys think about like gun control in our society? Now we're kind of getting to see that through the Baltimore Act. Because I don't mind it so much that they can't use guns. I think yeah. that's a good thing. The only part that would be useful is for hunting. But they can learn crossbows and they can learn different ways. So I think this is kind of something that we might see in the future of our society, you know, not having guns, which I don't think is such a bad crime because it does hold up some order not being able to shoot your neighbor. I think all these cool people have crossbows. They're just going to go out and do that. Actually, I have a friend back home who called me uh, right around Hunger Games and she's learning crossbow because of Katniss. And she's like, I actually want to hunt with that. So it's more natural. I I mean, I I wonder if it's as effective, though. And I wonder if that's why, and if, if if it works as well, and it's harder to hunt with it. And I'd imagine it is much harder to hunt with one. And I think that's why when America was founded, they said everyone will have the right to bear arms is because they weren't foreseeing what would eventually happen. But in that day and age, they thought everyone needs to have the right to bear arms so you can hunt. So you yeah. can do yeah. that stuff because as we're seeing here, that's all the guy was really doing was hunting. I honestly feel, though, like if you're going to kill someone with one with a crossbow, it takes more thought, takes more preparation, and it also makes you kind of double check yourself of what you're doing if this is correct. A gun is way too easy. So I kind of like the crossbow in that it makes you kind of reflect on what you're doing before you do it. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a better uh, way to defend yourself than giving everyone a gun where it's just so easy and it can go off by itself that's before true. you've even fully made the decision. And the crossbow is sort of like it's all in your control and you have time to think about it. Yeah, I've always thought... I don't know, nice. anything you can accidentally set off. It's yeah. True. I've too. always thought a gun is sort of cheating in that way. It's like, yeah. it's too powerful. But I want to get back to what we were talking about with um, Neville. And we see more of his character, too, when one of his men is shot and he says, look, we can't cure you. You just have to take this. And he gives him some poison and he just talks to them. He tries to be there for him and say some really comforting words to yeah. his soldier. As the soldier's afraid and passing out, and he's not a hard ass at all. He does seem to really care about the people who are with him and his soldiers. So we do see that side of him where he he does care. He does have a heart. He's not a total psychopath. (laughs) He's not heartless like me. me. (laughs) And he believes in afterlife. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he gave him a nice setup. Or he's just saying that for the guy. I mean, there's also that possibility. Yeah, I, I think, but I think there's more to it. I think yeah. that he really does have like a compassion element to him. I mean, like we were kind of saying from the first episode, we thought that he was going to be this dark character, but he is revealing something different to us. I mean, he's, he is revealing someone who cares about his team, um, even mm-hmm. as crazy as it is right now. But yeah. he does have a, a different side to him. Well, but, And you can't have an actor like Giancarlo without having more depth to his character because in everything that he plays in Breaking Bad or I Watch Once Upon a Time all of his characters although they're a bit evil they always have there's a reason why he is the way he is very complex onions that we're going to see the layers Mm -hmm. just being peeled back from these characters And, and that's something that I really liked about this episode compared to the season pilot was that we're finally seeing that with these characters and we're getting a reason they care about them and we're finally seeing the multiple layers start to come off of them as opposed to just being one-dimensional, yeah. which is, for me, making the show much more enjoyable They're to more watch. They're engaging, for sure. Mm-hmm. But speaking of a character with layers, we've got Sebastian Monroe mm-hmm. and we see him at the beginning of the episode, there's a guy being tortured from the Rebellion and Monroe just comes in and is like, this isn't how we handle things. We don't torture people <laughs> before stabbing them. the dude. <laughs> right. But he didn't torture him. <laughs> but he's pretty much asking for information. And the guy hates the re- the rebellion or hates the, uh, the militia. militia. He completely right. hates it. He thinks that people live in fear right now. And Monroe's point, whether he believes it or not, is all the fighting is over. But clearly it's not, and there's right. this rebellion who hates him, but that's what he thinks in his mind or wants to believe or is saying is that there maybe there's all this horrible fighting in the past and the militia stopped that. And yeah. maybe the militia was good in the past, and that could be possible because it's been 15 years. Yeah. Maybe it was a really good thing in the past, right. and it just turned into something else. Power control. But mm-hmm. we find out that a lot about the rebellion here in disguise. Like, people are living in fear. This isn't right, and I would rather – I'm not afraid of you. I'd rather die. So Monroe's like, okay, and just stabs him. Grants the wish. Grants him the wish. <laughs> the Grim Reaper. <laughs> and after that scene, we get the big twist. Big, wow. big twist. And we all kind of predicted you this. You predicted this, Dave. Dave needs a round of applause. <laughs> Good job, Dave. But I think all of us agreed that Rachel still alive, mm-hmm. and she has something to do with the militia in some way, and... Monroe just goes to hang out with her, and she'll like, hey, what's up? And she's like, what are you doing here? She's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And he informs her, sort of sad, that Nate has died. And I couldn't quite read his emotion. Ben. ben. Or Ben, sorry, her thank husband, you. husband, Ben. Ben has died. And I, I really, what did you guys feel his emotion was there? Did he seem genuinely sad about it, or did he seem like he was trying to act sad about it but didn't really care that much I think he was a little sad but there's so much death around him that I don't think it phases him anymore yeah it's a great to point another yeah. person yeah and for her I still I think that she is a character that's they're keeping her because they think of, she has some type of information that Ben has revealed to her and I think that that's still part of even when we saw that she was alive tonight I think that that whole thing with her staying alive is that they, they're keeping her because they think she knows something that they need to find out I kind of question her though and why there wasn't any kind of like moment that she needed to kind of reflect on the fact that she just found out her husband died. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess well right afterwards he immediately tells her, "Oh, by the way, we have your son." 
So maybe that right. instantly changed it. But like, there, I just wasn't a big enough reaction for me. Like, you tell me someone really important to me died, like, you might want to walk away. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and how long has she been gone, though, from the family? When did right. she disappear? Maybe they, it was right after say. the scene with the gun. She's like, and peace, I'm out. And just <laughs> left. Right after she killed the Bulls fan. I don't know. And why do you guys think that she's there? Do you think? Right. Well, she had a... Like a looked like a doctor's outfit on almost. If she was helping with that, didn't it? She had a it, it, yeah. white jacket. It was a white jacket. Sort. I do remember. But that. we find out a lot of things here that somehow she knows something about the power going out because she was with Ben. Mm-hmm. But why has the? I'm wondering why it's been 15 years and the information hasn't been forced out of her yet, mm-hmm. and how she's been safe up to this point for 15 years. Right. And at the same time, like, why is she there? Apparently, Miles helped start the militia, which I, I kind of thought... I I mean, that was kind of obvious to me. Of course, Miles did, because they were buddy-buddy. But Miles helped start the militia, and somehow she has become involved and was somehow involved in the militia, and maybe that's why she left. And I guess this will be, well, an early prediction, but I think maybe this is where Ben and her had a falling out, was she went to go support the militia, and Ben didn't believe in it. And that was why she left. That's my prediction. Maybe. Early on. Early or, on or prediction. Or maybe she was forced to stay there. Yeah, or they would kill Danny and Charlie. So what what did you guys think overall of that scene and all the twists that we found out? I mean, it was it, it just it was it was almost confusing because there was so much going on. I didn't my mind didn't even get a chance to process the entire thing. But I mean, I really think that um, overall, kind of what I was speaking about before, I think that they're holding her because she has some piece of information, and I, I it still hasn't come. I, I still haven't figured out why <laughs> she, why she's there. Um, but I know that they'll reveal that soon. Yeah. I like that they, uh, it seems like they're always going to end on a twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only did we get one, but we got two. Two twists. <laughs> two twists. <laughs> two twists. We got double, double the fun this episode. With the whole Randall character and now finding out. Oh, we kind of got three because we also find out that Miles' part, like, started the Monroe Republic. And we found out that Rachel was still alive. Oh, my God. We're getting yeah. so much information. Yeah, it was less surprising that she was alive, but more surprising as why wasn't she a prisoner or yeah. why yeah. would they think that she was dead when she was obviously in a very nice area? She had like yeah. the, she didn't even have a tent. Yeah, did she yeah. it looked more like it looked a like house. she was like in the White House or something. It did. I, it did. Yeah. Actually, I think it is the White House. Another prediction. Oh. I think it was, I think she's in the White House. Maybe Monroe like really liked her, or whatever. Cause she yeah. does comment on how he was like a womanized. Yeah, it drunk. does seem like mm-hmm. I, I got that too. It does seem like he has a thing for her. Maybe that's why he doesn't she's really still want alive. to. Yeah, Ben's got good taste in women, apparently. Yeah, apparently. So let's go to news and gossip. Afterbuzz TV news. All right. Well. For the episode one premiere of Revolution, it did very well. It was actually one of the hottest shows for NBC. Um, they said more than 10 million people watched, setting a record high for NBC, which is wow. unbelievable. It delivered 11.7 million viewers and a very strong 4.1 ratings in adult demographics at 10 p.m. So we're well on our way for this show to be going on for many episodes. Uh, the only portion that was 
not so bad, but but a, a little bit of a drop. The first half of the show had 4.4 million viewers, and the second half of the show dropped just slightly to 3.8 million. So maybe people, you know, ran to the restroom really quickly, <laughs> you know. And then they got stuck there. They got stuck there and didn't come back. Because the power you know. went out. So and the power they went out, the and they went to the door, whatever. Yeah. But because the show was so successful, um, they actually are green lighting another another show for J.J. Abrams. He's going to develop a new pilot for NBC. Um, it says it's fresh from the rating success of Revolution. And what it's going to the the new pilot is going to be, they said, a high concept drama um, in which he's teaming up with the director Alfonso Curion, who was the director for Children of Men and Harry Potter and The Prisoner. So nice. go J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Big things. Killing it left and right. So nice. that's what I got this week. So it's pr- pretty exciting for NBC. Yeah. And it's like, great for us. We can continue talking to you about all these new episodes coming up. So that's great. Yeah. So we'll definitely see a lot more revolution unless horses get killed in the process. Exactly. <laughs> so and that's your After Buzz TV news and gossip. I want to talk. I want to thank all the commenters that we had this week. On iTunes, we had BlinkFan88. He was talking about, we kind of were talking about last week how. 15 years, how much of an urban jungle would Chicago really be? And we were having a little dispute, and he was saying that there's a History Channel show called Life After People, which would talk about that. The one thing that I do want to say, though, is that that's Life After People, period. So, I mean, if you have people living in Chicago, it's not going to be like... There's still people maintaining it to somewhat of an extent, because there are people Mm, living there. Just saying, on YouTube, we had Neon Diamond 101. He... Love the show. We definitely appreciate it. And also thought that the intro was kind of like Heroes, reminiscent. Mm-hmm. And we talked and about that too. I agree. And he just wanted you ladies to know that you both look very lovely. So, thank you. So with us, man. Yeah. So with the fellas. What's up? Daryl, I know you look lovely from here. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Just so you know. Thanks. I appreciate it, Dave. So, <laughs> that's it, guys. Um, you can find me. My name is Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at... The Dave Klein, that's K-L-E-I-N, or online, djk-online.com. Hey guys, I'm Kristen Carroll, and you can find me at the fan, F-A-N-2-C-T-O-S-E-E. Kristen? I'm Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, and you can bing Cinematic Escape, which is my blog, or you can find me on Twitter, at Cinematic Escape. I'm Dario Kristen. You can find me under my same name, D-E-R-R-I-A-L, last name C-H-R-I-S-T-O-N, or under Facebook. Same name as well. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Next week. Episode three. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Bye. Later. Nathaniel. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> <laughs> 